Good afternoon, everyone. So two weeks ago, we were introduced to two tribes of Israel. Do you remember their names? Zebulun and Naphtali. I know not common names now, but maybe common back then, right? And we saw that Jesus' first piece of business after he was baptized was to go to the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, the very place where the exile began. And so 700 years before Jesus steps on the scene, right, the Israelites were taken out of their promised land, exiled, and so Jesus goes there where it all began to show, right, and to publicly proclaim that he was coming to gather everyone together. He was coming to bring back the lost. And so that's what we heard two weeks ago, that the light of the world was going into the darkness of their gloom. And we took that aspect, though, we made it personal. We made it, we really applied it to ourselves by saying that as baptized Christians, we are missionary disciples. That is, we go out into the world. We are lights that go out into the world that is so dark. And we don't stay in church, right? But the priest at every single mass dismisses the faithful and says, go, right, go, go back into the world. Then last week, we celebrated the presentation of the Lord. Again, we are presented with the image of light, right? The light to the nations, as Simeon proclaimed, right? That he was holding the child. He says, this child is the light to the nations, the glory of Israel. Then we held candles signifying exactly who Christ is to us, that is light, and who we are to the world, the light. Then today, as the church wants us to continue to really soak in, right, really ruminate over the image of light, we hear Jesus' words in the, in the Sermon on the Mount, and he said what? You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. But he also has another image, and I think that that's the one we're going to reflect on this evening. When he speaks to his disciples, he says, you are the salt of the earth. The salt of the earth. So salt and light just says in our day, back in that day, were essential elements of normal day-to-day life. You saw lights everywhere, right? Not electricity, but the light of the sun, right? You use salt in everything, right? It's the same uh, for us here, right? But when Jesus uses this image, he applies this image specifically to one particular use of salt. So what is that use? Do you remember? How it tastes, right? How it tastes. He says, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? You know, living here on the Gulf Coast, we know a little bit about salt, don't we? We salt everything, right? Especially Tony Chatteries, right? That's like the secret ingredient, right? But we use salt and everything to flavor our food. There's two things about salt. One, it's distinctive, right? When you know that there's a lot of salt in something, you know there's a lot of salt in something. You're like, ugh, this is nasty. It's too salty, right? And two, salt has a distinct nature about it. You know when something's salty. But also, too, the purpose of salt is to bring forth other flavors, right? It's to extract other flavors from the food, right? To let the food be what it's supposed to be. And so I want to reflect on those two images, especially in regard to us as disciples. Because our Lord uses this common image to really highlight the beauty and the nature of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. 
Firstly, is that we have to be distinct, my brothers and sisters. We have to be different than the world. This is not something that we're like proud of as sort of a pride thing. But as Christians, we are different people. We are different than what the world says to expect in the normal person. We are not like them. We are distinct. That's what it means to be a Christian, right? That we're set apart, that we don't just blend in with everyone else. Jesus says, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by men. That if we lose our distinctive qualities, really not good for anything. How does salt lose its taste, my brothers and sisters? It's when it becomes something it's not. It's when it gets so mingled with something else that it loses its identity. It loses who it is. And therefore, it cannot be that distinct characteristic that we taste like that. That we know immediately is present in what we're eating. And so this is what Jesus is warning us about today. That we cannot become so mixed up with the ways of the world that we lose our distinct nature. Y'all know you heard the saying, right? They will know we are Christians, what? By our love, right? By the way we act differently, by the way we love differently, by the way that our life looks differently. That's how they'll know we're Christian. Not because we blend in, but because we stand out. But my brothers and sisters, this is not just for ourselves because as we live this distinct, this different, this unique vocation to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, as we are set apart from the normal ways of the world, it draws forth others to be who they're created to be. Just how salt extracts the flavors of the food. So too, when we live our potential as disciples of Jesus Christ, we will extract others to be disciples. We will call forth others to say, what do they have? Huh? What is it about them that makes them different, that makes them unique, that sets them apart, that makes them distinct because they have something that I don't have? You know, often we hear about, you know, God versus the world, right? And we shouldn't live according to the world. And what we really mean by that is that we shouldn't live according to the ways of the fallen world because this world has fallen, is it not? Have you watched CNN or Fox News recently? Right? There's a lot of bad things happening. We are in a fallen world, my brothers and sisters. But what's that most beautiful line from John 3.16? For God what? He so loved the world. Do you love the world? I hope you don't like the fallen, sinful nature of the world. But I hope, my brothers and sisters, that you love the world. You love the world so much that you want to participate in redeeming the world with Jesus Christ. Because that's what it means to be a disciple. That's what it means to be a salty disciple. That's what it means to live who we are, to be distinct, but then we draw forth what is the world is supposed to be, where it had fallen from. To be a witness of the goodness that God brings to our lives. 
the goodness of what it means to be set apart for God, totally set apart for God and God alone. Do you love the world enough, my brothers and sisters, to be different? Let me ask you that again. Do you love the world enough to be different, to be distinct, to be the Christian we're called to be? And so as we go through this week, I really invite you and encourage you and really challenge you to ask yourself some questions this week. What makes your life different than everyone else in this world? What makes your life distinctive from everyone else in this world? What makes you in the world but not of the world, as we hear in Scripture? Attending Sunday Mass or Saturday evening Mass is not enough. It's not enough, my brothers and sisters. Let me ask you this. If someone from the outside, let's just say aliens were real for a second, okay? Let's presume that. Aliens are real. And this alien came to this earth and it studied every single moment of your life. What would they say about you? Would they know that you were different? Would they know that you were distinct? Would they know that you were set apart for someone greater than ourselves? Would they be able to say, you know, this person lives this way, and he or she is not like a lot of other people have been living. There's something different about them. There's something distinct. There's something that's attractive about them. There's something that they're doing that I kind of want to be a part of. And so, my brothers and sisters, as we examine our lives this week, as we kind of take a hard look at ourselves, can we really see the difference in our life from the people who live according to that fallen spirit of the world? Or do we just blend in, not wanting to be distinct or different? And what is it that we can do? Maybe you find yourself, you know, Father, I... I'm really not that different. I just go to Mass on Sundays. What is it that you can do this week? What is it you want to do? What is it that you're having a tough time doing that maybe you can be a little more intentional about to set your life apart for God and for God alone? To be distinct, to be that salty disciple. Right? When someone knows you're in, the, you're in the room, they know you're in the room. Right? And someone who's so salty that it draws forth goodness from others. My brothers and sisters, how are you going to set yourself apart this week? You are the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. Let us go now. Let's go flavor the world with faith, hope, and love.